Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name's Renee LaValle McKenna, and I bring my 30 plus years as a recovering addict and ex-crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about God's will. And I was not brought up religious, and there were many times in my life when I was about as far from being a spiritual person as you could imagine. Spent many years deep in a hundred forms of addiction, alcoholism, self-hatred, being a petty thief and shoplifter, spending a little bit too much time with married men. And even as I say all those things, they fall into the basket of unworthiness, which I did a recent podcast on, number 116, The Lie of Unworthiness. But I was first introduced to the idea of God's will as part of the third step of a 12-step program. And the 12 steps are deep spiritual principles that really are applicable to anyone and not to be overly self-referential, but I did a podcast, The 12 Steps for Everyone, podcast number 61, if you want to learn more about the other 11 principles. And the thing about spiritual principles is that they can be applied again and again to every area and aspect of our life that spiritual principles are like physical laws, like gravity, or the seasonal cycles that are part of our orbit as a planet around the sun, which also has to do with gravity. And as we apply and expand spiritual principles in our life, I have come to experience that they have kind of an infinitely expanding capacity. And unlike a bottomless pit, they're more like a fractal or this amazing mathematical, almost artwork called the Mandelbrot set, which is too complicated to talk about here, but it's stunning because the Mandelbrot set is a mathematical equation that actually demonstrates the beauty and creativity of infinity. I'll put a link in the show notes to a really cool video about it if you want to learn more about the Mandelbrot set and fractals. But the principle of God's will, particularly how we orient ourselves to it, has tremendous implications for how we understand our life experience and how we move through it. And just like the laws of physics don't stand alone, there's a very complex interaction, like the ridiculous complexity of gravity that has us and the other planets orbiting the sun, before we can really approach the idea of God's will in our own lives, There's a couple of things we need to agree upon first, or perhaps be open to. And the first is that we actually need some help. That try as many of us might, we are not in complete control of what's happening in the world, in the universe, or even in our individual lives. There's all these other planets orbiting around us, and often we can barely manage our own trajectory, never mind all the other avatars in this multiplayer game we're in. And this can be the great and hidden value in difficulties and suffering. It can make us really open-minded. Pain is always information that something's wrong or needs to be changed. And it is my experience that the universe does not give us a problem without also providing a solution. We might not like the solution, and usually there's many more than one. We may not be able to see the solution from where we are. And this is where the God's will piece comes in. Because usually when people are seeking guidance, healing, deep change, they've already tried everything they can think of. And if it's not working, we can either be hopeless and medicate or distract ourselves, or we can open the door for perhaps something completely different. 
Now, open-mindedness can also come just from a place of willingness, creativity, and hopefulness. So we don't always have to crawl to the gates of God, suffering and in rags of despair and deprivation. Although that'll certainly get you there. My preferred method now is just show me your will for me and grant me the power to carry that out. But that took a long time for me to get there, and I still have a lot of sticking points all the time. Because for me, this idea of God's will has always been a little scary, probably because of that God word, which even though I was not brought up religious, just culturally, it's like a sky daddy who's moody, mean, unpredictable, pretty uptight. Who wants to turn your will and your life over to that? (laughs) It was like that idea of heaven. It always sounded so boring to like sit on a cloud and play a harp. I'd rather be in hell having a party with all the fun people. But hell wasn't all that great either, which brings us to the next place after we open to the idea that we really need help, is that perhaps there's a different way that I can't imagine. Because if I can imagine it, then it's my way. And can I open to the possibility that there might be a wisdom beyond my own in the universe? And that rather than being some distant, separate thing that happens outside of me, that that universal wisdom, the life force, God's love, runs through me like the blood in my veins or the air I breathe in and out every moment, that it cares about me like my body cares for the individual cells and systems, that there might be power and direction available for me individually that holds the possibility of a higher good for everyone involved. And from that place of open-mindedness and possibility, the idea that I might be able to open to receive or align myself with this higher wisdom or God's will in my life to resonate on a higher vibration of love, creativity, compassion, hope, possibility. And for me, this principle of aligning with God's will immediately brought up all the reasons and evidence why that's a bad idea. It brought up my dysfunctional family relationships, how I felt unloved, unseen, and uncared for, all the fear, suffering, and tragedy in the world. When faced with this possibility of hope, all of my inner hopelessness came up. When asked to be deeply open-minded, it became my deep, closed-mindedness. I want to slam that door shut. Because for me, God's will was scary. Again, I got the sky daddy overlaid with my own parents. And for many of us, unconsciously, we associate how we were treated as children with our image of God. Because for little children, their parents are God. And if I had uncaring or absent parents, I would expect an uncaring and absent divine. If I had loving, supportive, and nurturing parents, I might expect the same from God. And if my caregivers were abusive or unpredictable, then that might be what I expect as well. And who would want to turn their life and their will over to that? And so it's been extremely helpful to examine these deeper beliefs about the universal life force. And certainly the shadow and dysfunction in many organized religions has pushed people even further away from any concepts of infinite wisdom or sacred principle. But just because we turn away from it or have a misunderstanding of it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And certainly the news, the media are often fear-generating and fear-feeding machines because fear gets our attention and makes them money. 
And even the term faith has become questionable to many. It's not a term I use very much because words are powerful and God, faith, even prayer are often tied to spiritual abuse that people have experienced. But not everyone. So finding words that work, words are not the thing. They only point to the thing. And finding more accurate and authentic words to use actually brings us closer to the essence of that about which we are talking, which is why I try to use a lot of other words for God rather than saying the G-O-D word because it's so loaded. Even for me still, it's why I've come to value Hinduism so much because of the pantheon of gods and goddesses showing these almost infinite faces of wisdom in its many forms, both masculine and feminine find it much more complete and accessible. Monotheism is a little more than limiting for me, which can still be part of my personal work to continue to expand myself in understanding of what's actually going on here, both physically and metaphysically, because they're indivisible. So growing in open-mindedness and hope that there might be a different way than I can imagine and then actually committing, subjecting, offering myself, again, opening myself to what those different ways might be. And the third principle in the 12 steps is to make a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understand God. And the first time I approached that idea, it was quite terrifying for me because I trusted no one still not terribly trusting. <laughs> trust is earned. But over time, the universe has earned my trust. Because over and over again, when I actually open myself internally to hope for new possibilities, things have worked out in ways I could not have created or implemented many times in the realm of what I would call miraculous. It happened most recently in leaving my marriage of 16 years, and I could not see a way out. I was desperately unhappy, actually felt almost like I was dying on some level, and I was so afraid it would devastate my children and my ex-husband. One of many times in my life I felt completely stuck and hopeless, and a series of circumstances happened that were actually kind of unimaginable to me which is what God's will often is. <laughs> That's the open-minded piece, something different than I could imagine. And that marriage dissolved more peacefully and prosperously for everyone involved than I could ever have imagined. And my kids are okay, and my ex-husband is happy, and the mystery of my own life continues to unfold in ways I cannot yet foresee. But I will tell you, over and over again, God's will has been so much better, bigger, more fulfilling, interesting, and healing than I could, again, ever imagine. So God has earned my trust. I'm a show-me-the-money person. Talk is cheap. And just by being willing to open to this principle of turning my will and my life over to the care of a power greater than myself, just cracking that door open... Over and over, tremendous power rushes through. And my work is to keep that door open and not slam it shut. With fear, attachment, aversion, how I think things need to be. I often mention that I cleaned houses for 12 years 
And that was on the heels of trying to start an international corporation with my father. <laughs> Long story, we tried to start a joint venture with Russia when Gorbachev was still in power in the early 90s. And in between our first trip to Russia and our second, there was a revolution and the Soviet Union collapsed. And with it, glasnost and perestroika and all of the hard currency disappeared. No joint venture with Russian companies. And I tried to start a couple other small businesses, all of which failed. And I ended up cleaning houses because a boyfriend of mine was a contractor and he needed a building cleaned up so he could put it up for sale. And I needed money for rent. And he paid me cash. And it was good, honest, hard work. And I did a great job and I loved it. And within a month, I had 10 cleaning clients just by word of mouth. And within two months, I had a full-fledged business that went on for over a decade. And there was a lot to let go of. My ego. I was a college graduate. I should have some fancy corporate job. What will people think of me as a maid? Whoever's voices those were, I'm going to tell you, I loved that job. I got to work in beautiful environments. People so grateful for my work. They paid me really, really well because I was trustworthy and I have a lot of integrity. And I could use my perfectionism to make these stunning homes immaculate. And I got to really feel like I was caring for people and they felt cared for by me. I still miss cleaning houses sometimes. Kept me in excellent physical shape. I was deep in Buddhist practice at that point and the Zen principles of just chop wood, carry water, be present really brought me deep peace and joy and a different level of prosperity in my life. And now 30 years later, returning to my ambition, having written a book, do this podcast, I have groups and clients and a mentorship program, all things in good time. And someone recently said, perhaps change the word God to the word good, that extra O for open-mindedness. What if I turn my will and my life over to the care of the greater good? Because in my experience, that's actually what God is, the principle of the greater good. And if the way my life is today the result of all the 10,000 choices that I've made, consciously or unconsciously, that have brought me to where I am. And if that's a place that feels limited, painful, hopeless, am I willing to be open that there might be a different way? Is it possible that there is a greater good than I can imagine for myself? And am I willing to open myself to it over and over again? And my favorite way of doing that is through what's called the third step prayer. And I will put this in the show notes as well. God, greater good, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen and a little woman. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, I'd super appreciate five stars on Spotify or a review on iTunes. I've had a couple people actually DM me on Instagram. Someone even sent me an email. I love your feedback about this podcast. Super meaningful to me. One of my listeners recently, Brianna, said she refers to me as her spiritual mother. What a gift and a blessing to be able to offer that energy that I have so benefited in my life on to you. So shout out to Brianna. 
And I love to hear your ideas for future podcasts. So you can find me on Instagram at Renee LaValle McKenna. You can shoot me an email, info at ReneeMcKenna.com. And if you're interested in finding out how spiritual psychology work might benefit your life, learning more about my spiritual experience groups, I'm also doing lots of free offerings on Insight Timer, my new favorite app. I can't say enough for Insight Timer. Such a high-level, high-quality content they are providing there on meditation, yoga, guided prayer. It's brilliant. Thanks, as always, to my generous supporters on Patreon who help keep this podcast going. Blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.